A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a new thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the new thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is new thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and we're going to talk. We're going to talk. You want to talk about the truth about God. Yes. Small t truth, if we... Small t truth. And for anybody who hasn't done the capital T, little t, when we put something in capitals, like God, it is to imply that divine essence, the divine aspect of it, or when, when it's in lowercase whether it's truth or perspective or awareness or whatever that is, that is our own localized view from where we are. So the little t truth is what's true for me, or in this case, what's true for Carol. Yeah. Well, I'm not too sure about, because I think if I was going to speak about it, I'd probably put the capital T in here. But <laughs> when you, And this comes from your guest presenter, your guest minister yesterday. This was P.J. Stanley. Yes, and I didn't know how to pronounce Reverend it. Dr. P.J. Stanley. Yes, yeah. yes. And she's amazing. I listened to it, and it was I had to smile a couple of times because I was just kind of resonating with some things she said. In particular, she names God George. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just really cool. But the reason that I said small t, which is not the subject here, but because I read a lot and people have different perspectives about a lot of things. And, you know, I think like whatever you believe and die for, if you want to talk about it like that, that's your truth. So if I agree with it, I call it capital T, my truth, you know, so. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, subjective about this. But anyway, she talked about the truth about God. And I was, what intrigued me about that is that you publicized what the talk would be maybe almost two weeks ahead of time. And I said, okay, I'm going to make sure I, you know, hear this because I know what I think God is, you know, and I think it's critically important to me. That's the pre-step to the first step, the practical prayer. You could talk about God, unity with God, but you first got to know who God is and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay, I know, and I think this is so important to me. Let me hear what somebody else has to say. And I came away with, first of all, what a wonderful, beautiful talk. But what's important to me may not be the same thing that's important to somebody else, yet it is the truth. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Absolutely. You know, and I just smiled about that. I said, if somebody had given me the opportunity to talk about the truth about God, it would have been a totally different talk. Yet I didn't disagree with a word she said. And I thought, hmm, that's pretty interesting. Okay, so there's probably, you know, there's not like just one thing. God is like a diamond with a lot of dimensions. 
you know. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're kind of getting into the difference between the capital T and the little t. And instead of making it be truth, which seems hard to embrace and distant, let's make it be love. Capital L love is God's unconditional love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. Everything that exists everywhere is God sharing itself. That's love. Capital L, love. It's all love. That's all that there is. Lowercase love is the love that we experience, the way that we love other people, the way that we engage in a loving manner, the way that we are experiencing love in the world. And that's very much an individual thing. So we can actually put love into the same sentence twice, capitalized two different ways, based on what it is that we're meaning. One is the divine aspect of it, and the other one is the personal experience of it. And that winds up being key in a practical prayer, also known as spiritual mind treatment, because the first step is to identify and recognize that divine power and presence. That's our, the first thing that we do in a prayer is we turn our attention to the infinite. And it's one of those aspects. There are several aspects of the infinite. So God is harmony. God is balance. God is power. God is love. God is wholeness. And whatever we're going to be praying for, there is an aspect or there are aspects of the divine that we want to start our attention on. As I've you know, sometimes said, if we are looking for a loving, wonderful relationship, we're not going to start out by saying God is infinite abundance because I don't really want to be an abundance of loving relationships. What I really like to do is have one. So I'm going to focus on love. If on the other hand, I'm doing a prayer for, you know, it happens to be first of the month coming up. So if I'm feeling some scarcity because of the mortgage payment or the rent or something else, then I want to turn my attention to the infinite abundance that is God. So that when I align myself with that in the second step, I am stepping into that experience for myself of living in abundance, of being prosperous, or of living in infinite love and being that love and having that love and experiencing that love in my relationship. So we kind of use that for ourselves to identify the aspect of the infinite because we're all on the same team, because we are all that divine essence shared in its own way. Like you're talking about the facets on a diamond. I want to pay attention to which part of the diamond and which part of the light I want to see reflecting now. Exactly. Exactly. So the part of the light that was shared yesterday was the way Dr. What's her last name? Stanley. Dr. Stanley. And if you're listening, I mean, don't disrespect Dr. Stanley, but, you know, like I have these senior moments and (laughs) so, so, okay. So she talked about how, sort of in a way, how God works and her conversation. So I definitely talk to spirit. I'm thinking about giving God a name since she had one, you know, I said, well, that's pretty cool. But it's about talking to spirit and her way of talking was she had an expectation, not as opposed to the old way, praying or talking to God. It's not so much with an expectation, but with a fingers crossed hope. Right, right. There's that aspect of absolutely knowing that God is listening and responding, whether I like the answer or not. Yeah. And you've said this often. God says yes. And when you first started saying that, I'm like, you know what? He must have had a really charmed life where, (laughs) because I can tell you a lot of times God has said no, but you know, I'm slow, right? I let it marinate until I figure out what you're saying. And I determined this is the way you ask the question. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is absolutely the way that you ask the question. And sometimes we think we're asking for something, but we're actually believing something else. And it's not acting upon what we say or not even the language that we're using to make the request or the demand. It's what we believe is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A musician friend of mine has a, a line in a song. A woman sings that he's about what I expected and less than I deserve. <laughs> 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 and that sums it up. You know, you think you deserve better, but you're expecting lousy. You get lousy. This is such a perfect conversation because <laughs> it's tapping on something else that I really think is important. You said it's what you believe. Mm -hmm. And so then you got to check out what you believe, right? You dig around in your belief system. Oh, and yeah. that can take a long done. time. Oh, yeah. You know, you bump up into stuff that you didn't know was there, as I have been doing the last couple of weeks, thinking I'm cool about this. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so you want me to give you an example? This is great. Absolutely. Okay. I don't throw anything away. I don't. Now, okay. I'm not an extreme hoarder. Like, I don't have a garage full of newspapers. But, for example, I will not throw... I love perfume. Love, love, and love. But I won't throw it away until I get the last drop out of that bottle. I'm telling you, I'm a master at it. I can hold the <laughs> bottle. I don't care whose perfume it is. And I can turn it at just the right angle and turn the little nozzle until I get the last drop. And I'm not throwing it away till I get the last drop. There's no bubbles in the little thing. <laughs> it's just always been that way. So I called okay. it being a good steward, right? Because perfume is not cheap. Mm -hmm. Mine isn't. Okay. So I want to make sure I'm not throwing any of it away. Then it occurred to me, maybe you're not being a good steward. Maybe it's a poverty mentality that you got. Maybe you're thinking that if I throw this away, I'm not going to have any more. You know, and then so I looked at a lot of things that I was holding on to. And I'm embarrassed to say, like I'm telling to the whole world here right now, but I think it was a poverty mentality as opposed to being a good steward because I've got little corners of a lot of stuff that <laughs> I, I want to throw it away because, you know, if I throw it away, I won't have it. And then I thought, like, what? They didn't make any more? You can't get another bottle of perfume? What's the problem? Oh, yeah. And then you look at, we spent a lot of time in the last couple of years talking about supply chain. By letting go of that bottle of perfume and getting another one, you're inspiring and motivating the perfume company to stay in business. If you manage to stretch that one bottle so it lasts the rest of your life, you're never going to buy another one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's about getting in the flow. I mean, and there are so many different ways to look at it. The perfect example, you can look at the circumstance and the situation and say, oh, this is me being a good steward. And then when you dive into your belief system, say, this might have something to do with lack mentality or a poverty mentality. And... It's not until you dive in and consider all those possibilities and realize, no, I just, I really feel good when I, when I use the last of it there, because when other people don't, I find that to be wasteful. It could go either way. It could go either way. But the response that the universe is giving you, what God's going to do based on your belief is not going to change based on what you say your belief is from day to day. You think not? No. No, I think it's your belief. Yes, it had been, but I challenged it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like, I didn't like the answer. 
<laughs> if the answer had been, well, yeah, this is really a good way of, you know, not just being frivolous and, you know, not respecting the way you spend your money. But it wasn't that. And I figured it out by so many things. I looked at the little corner of the powder, the little this, the little that. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, and that's like when you start asking yourself questions, that's it. Like, what are you scared you're not going to be able to get more perfume? Or you already got two backup bottles, you know, because you bought 10 when you got it, right? Not 10, but, yeah, and so you know. It's time to let the flow happen. Yeah, so, and you're talking flow, and I respect that. I'm talking about being scared of right. not having it. Yeah, let's take a break, and we will come back and talk more about poverty, prosperity, and perfume. <laughs> Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b the light Dot com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We're talking about poverty, prosperity, perfume, and other peas. And the thing that comes to mind is that when there is a yes or no question, it seems like there are only two answers. The answer could be yes or the answer could be no. But when we dig into our belief system, as you're pointing out, the answer could be yes because I want it or yes because I'm afraid of saying no. Or the answer could be no because I don't want it or no because I don't believe I deserve it or I'm afraid of trying to say yes and the possibility of failing if I do that and all the rest of that. So there are multiple versions of that yes or no response. Yeah. And because of that, I think we owe it to ourselves to wrestle with it a little bit to see which response is appropriate and which one, better than appropriate, which one is driving you right. at that time. And talking about the perfume piece, when I realized what was driving me, I can close my eyes and I can see exactly where I was standing when it hit me. What's really driving you? And I thought, I wasn't aware of that. You know, I was not aware of a lack mentality, that it showed itself in this way. I might have expected it another way, you know, but when you have something, I guess it shows in a lot of different areas. And it just happened to show that day in that area. And I was not willing to consider other possibilities when I realized what the truth was, even though the truth was not really flattering. 
Well, yeah, and that's where transformation happens. Because the truth, capital T, is that that was the story all along. Is that you are engaging with a lack mentality and telling yourself another story. Well, this is my truth, little t, on top of that. And explaining it and describing it and defending it and whatever else you were doing with it. And that works right up until it stops working. And you get an insight or a glimmer of, oh, I'm doing this thing instead. Maybe I don't want to be doing that. And then the transformation is, how else do I do that? How is that affecting my life in other ways? What are the things that I've been doing to hold myself back because of that lack mentality in other areas? And the transformation is that as soon as we're aware of it and we realize that we have that in our belief system, we can start doing different stuff instead of insisting, no, no, it's all fine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it's... I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what? When I first, you know, the bottle of perfume was the first thing, was the first glimpse of it. And you're right. I said to myself, but I don't want to think I'm fine. I don't want to, because I think there's a problem here. So I went on the search for some other things and it kept showing up, like little stuff I was holding. And I said, no, no, no. Okay, first of all, we're going to take these things to the trash can. I had a whole other episode on how difficult it was, that trip to the trash can. Another episode. But, yeah, I don't like it, and I want it to change. And it has to be now. You know, and I said to Spirit, did you see that? Did you see that? (laughs) Why are you going to tell me this before? (laughs) (laughs) the part that i'm really interested in is the trip back from the trash can after you've taken this lifelong tendency and this collection of stuff and made a change and put it in the trash once you had it in the trash even though you're kicking and screaming going there what did it feel like walking away it felt absolutely terrible it did i wish i could tell you i felt this freedom and release I did not. As I walked away, I actually turned around and looked and thought, should I have done that? (laughs) Maybe I should, you know. And one other, you know, because something else came to mind. I'll buy something if the container is lovely because I like glass bottles that are very pretty. And so sometimes I might buy something I don't even like because the bottle is fabulous. Okay, so I thought maybe I better check to see what the bottle looks like that I threw away. And and I realized that was whatever that side of you is inside is struggling to be against, you know, this growth that's trying to happen. And I just walked away and I actually went in my room and closed the door and said, I'm not doing this. I'm not going after it. And I started to look for more things like that. And yeah, I found more things like that. Oh, yeah. Well, once you find one, there's there's a bunch more yeah. that are there. Yeah. 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 And there's a really simple technique. Not easy. None of them are easy. <laughs> They're all simple. All the stuff that we're doing, you, you can teach to a kindergartner. And that's to ask spirit. And by the way, you said you might have to come up with a name for spirit. You have a name for spirit. It's spirit. And that actually works really well because, you know, the downside of having it be George is if you meet somebody named George, then in your mind, you might get confused and asking George for something that George should be doing, but not George. That's just gets a little bit too messy. There is a way to ask spirit for guidance. I love this. This is actually something from James Mellon. 
he say, I know nothing. I know nothing. Now what can I know? And it's that starting with the surrender of everything that I claim that I know, everything that I think that I know, everything that I have experienced learning, I'm going to not just throw it at a question, I'm going to deny all of it. That stuff doesn't matter. I know nothing. I'm opening myself up to a brand new possibility. Now what can I know? And invite spirit to give you and give you a clue. <laughs> and it works remarkably well because spirit knows. Yeah. Spirit knows everything. And if we get our small self out of the way, then spirit actually has room to get in a word. Yeah, you're so right. Don't you think? But you got to be ready, right? Because I don't like fighting. I really <laughs> I don't like fighting against something. So I got into, you know, I stepped into new thought and I said, I'm going the whole way. I'm not coming in here to debate what I believe and whatever, because I already know what I believe and been working. So let me just go here. And <laughs> when it doesn't feel right or there's an edge, just live with it and sit with it for a minute until you can, you know, until it balances itself out. That's what I do. But I think you got to be bold. Like you have to be willing to be wrong and make that shift correction, you know? Absolutely. You know, the way that we describe it is we all want to grow. We all want to expand. We want to deepen. We want to have more and richer and greater and wonderfuller in our lives. And then we have the experience that we're having. Well, we're living in our comfort zone. And we've talked about this before. And outside of our comfort zone is our growth zone. And when we stay in our comfort zone, the chances of things changing are relatively small because it all has to work inside of whatever the familiar is. And the big change happens outside of our comfort zone. And if we're unwilling to take on those big, bold changes, or if we're only willing to dip a toe outside of our comfort zone just to see, then it's going to take a lot longer and a lot more determination to get something to happen than to jump in and say, I don't know. I don't know if I should be staying in my comfort zone or what was my comfort zone or jumping completely to something else. Let spirit guide you. And if it's time to jump, then go jump and the transformations at hand. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like I was so bold as to make a change because that's not true. I don't remember a moment where I had to think about it, but I think it was a succession of moments where I had probably got to a place where I said, look, I am tired of this and I'm going here. <laughs> you know, this I've read enough. I'm going here and I'm trusting. And I remember saying this. I don't understand it all, spirit, but I'm trusting you like I always have to make this understood to me. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And that's your own version of I know nothing. Now, what can I know? And boldly stepping into it. I don't know. <laughs> when you started this, you knew there was something, but you didn't know what it was didn't have all the answers to begin with, but you were willing to put down all of the previous notions and see how these new ideas fit together for you. Absolutely. You know, it's your life. And if you really believe in self-preservation, if you think that that's really a thing, then what would you not do to save your life? And for me, it is just that serious. What would I not do to save my life? Because with this here, and I see life ahead of me, you know, like I'm not trying to step off the bridge or anything. I'm not trying to end it. But there is no life where I am right now. So I got to go. I, 
<laughs> I got to go. And I have stories. You know I got stories, right? But I have stories. You got stories. I got stories. And I have stories of moments where I have said, I got to go. And it was always accompanied with, Spirit, I'm trusting you on this. And I've never, ever been left in a bad place. It's always been a better place. So this time, although I think this was a huge leap now, this was a huge leap. But uh, <clears throat> listen, God, either you're God or you're not, okay? Let's go. Yep. If there is an infinite creative power that has created everything that is creating us, that's creating our next new experience of life, if there is an infinite intelligence that knows everything and is willing to share that wisdom and insight with us, if there is this infinite love that is accessible, what would keep us from wanting to connect with it, embody it, and be it? Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll do a prayer on exactly that. Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and let's continue. Yeah. So we were talking about the infinite creative power that creates everything, that limitless intelligence that knows everything, that divine love that expresses itself through everything, that limitless good that is available at all times. That's the way we describe God. That is the infinite creative power. So if that's available and we're part of it, then all that good is available to us. So we're going to do a prayer about that. We're going to do a prayer opening ourselves up to that infinite presence that is within and let go of our attachments to what we thought we knew and the hoarding that we thought we needed to do or the limitations that we've been living with previously and partner with the infinite and let that bring something new into being. So let's take that into prayer. If you're comfortable, it's safe to do so. Go ahead and close your eyes. So you can go within. And there's nothing special about going within, but turning away from the evidence, the specifics, the details in the world around us allows us to let loose the distractions so that we can open ourselves up to that divine awareness and let go of the judgment, the thinking, the experience, the things that we think we know. Take this affirmation for yourself. I know nothing. And this claim, now what can I know? 
As we take that even deeper in prayer, we can once again recognize and realize that there is one infinite creative power, one divine love, one infinite intelligence, one source of everything that exists everywhere. We call it spirit. We call it nature. We call it the divine. We call it the Big Bang. Call it George. You can call it the turtle. You can call it anything you want. It is that one from which everything flows. Everything is that one expressed in its own unique and specific and special way. That includes me and each one who is within the sound of my voice, everyone hearing this prayer right here, right now. Each a divine and perfect expression of that one, an expression of God's love, an instance of the divine intelligence, that one mind, which is accessible to and for each of us. I know nothing. Now what can I know? And what I know that I can know is anything that is known anywhere is available to me now. That wisdom and insight and guidance is available to each of us right here and right now. And I know there's love, that infinite love that is the sharing of self, which has been true since the very beginning, as the infinite began sharing itself as and through and in its creation. And it doesn't matter what story we use to describe that, whether it's scripture or the Big Bang or whatever story we have, there was in the beginning that one, and it began sharing itself to create its creation. And that sharing of self is the ultimate act of love. And that continues now. All of creation is that love taking its own particular form. That includes each of us. So we are love right here and right now. We're living in an abundant universe, infinitely abundant universe. This is a power that creates galaxies. It certainly has the power, the resource, and the ability to create whatever transformation we can imagine in our lives. Now what can I know? On behalf of each one listening, I open to the good that's possible for all of us, in whatever form it is taking. That guidance is at hand right here and right now, bringing each of us to a new awareness of our next perfect steps. I know nothing. Now what can I know? And I know that love is unfolding. I know that wisdom is at hand. I know that guidance is in process. I know that creativity is here. I know that health and vitality, wholeness, richness, sweetness is all at hand right now. And I'm so, so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good that's coming into each of our lives. I'm grateful for the stories that we get to tell. I'm grateful for the awareness and the understanding of this teaching and the absolute sure knowledge that this creative law that responds to a powerful intention is responding now. It's already saying yes. This good is already underway. And so with gratitude for this good, I speak this word. I let it be. I know it's so. And so it is. So it is. Managed to squeeze in some extra peas there. Including perfume. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org.